Welcome to We Heard About Pluto, a Psych Rewatch podcast. I am Riggs along with JP and George, and we are the Psych Boys. Oh, Psych Boys. Psych Boys. New season, season new oh, intro. Yeah. No more additional <laughs> hosts. What do you guys wow. We graduated. Congratulations, George. We did it. It took two probationary seasons, but we made yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, those were probationary seasons. And while the pay is still the same, um, in terms of that, there's a difference, you know, mm-hmm. like the titles, you guys are moving up just title wise. Sure. Hey, that. I'll take it. Kind of still week to week contracts, the whole nine yards, but we're back the, for season the best three. kind of promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in name only. And we are actually going to have to do more work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lots more work. <laughs> Unbelievable. But Se- yes, we're back. Season, season three, three, baby. I know this is exciting. This is it's, we're in the throes of the series now. Season three, they're kind of wow. like, they they figured it out really at this point. I think you'd think, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not no more. Oh, you, they they they're just starting. You know, they can't use that excuse anymore. Right. Opening day jitters mm-hmm. not allowed. No, we know who these people are. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm I'm really curious how we how we what we think about this one because. Before we get to this episode, actually, I am curious to know, because Mm -hmm. we didn't really talk about this at the end of season two, and maybe we should have, is how is everyone feeling about what we've seen so far in its entirety and how maybe that compares to uh, what you thought you were going to feel about it? Mm. I'll start since I'm posing this question. Yeah. Um, I am surprised at how little Juliet is in the first two seasons. In my yeah. memory, she is a yeah. much bigger part from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially because yep. they make room for her. Like mm-hmm. by writing off Lassie's first partner and yep. seemingly bring in, oh, here's Maggie Lawson. And then, yeah, she's yeah. not really involved in in a lot of the storyline. Yeah, which is, yeah, it, I'm with you. It's, um, it's, that's a very good point. Also, was she even in this episode? Um, that's a good no. question. I, I don't think I don't she think was. So. <laughs> think so. I don't think she even appeared in this episode. You're right. <laughs> now that I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. I don't think she did. Now that she um, barely did. Yeah, but that said, I am uh, definitely still enjoying those first two seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that they are very sturdy. Yeah. You know, there there were um, some divots along the way that you know, like I said, uh, maybe. Hadn't aged perfectly or or uh, had little things that stuck in my craw. But by and large, um, I'm still loving the show, still having a wonderful time uh, watching it. And I think that it is the performances, no matter what happens with the writing and stuff uh, along the way. I think that the performances have been uniquely solid. 100 percent. Completely agree. I think I think what has struck me, you're you're right. I think my overall impression of like the show the characters and how much we see everybody is way more impacted by the later seasons which has kind of colored what i thought i remembered about the early seasons um and and it's exactly that's the lack of maggie lawson it's the i i think you know there are some divots i think there are some miss episodes in the first season less so in the second season um the show is not in the first and second season of a consistent quality and so you get some really banger episodes and you get some kind of duds and that that sort of washes away as the show goes on and you get 
it, it, it becomes it becomes a surprise to have an episode not be good mm-hmm. uh, as the show goes on. At least again, this is this is my memory. But the first two seasons, um, we had some duds. I mean, they weren't bad, but they were not up to par for what the show is at its best. Right. And we have the benefit of viewing it, the show in the full lens. Like we know what episodes are good and not. So doing the rewatch like this, it definitely. Yeah, we know everyone. We know. That's we, why like, we we're do the, the arbiters. We're the experts. Yeah, we know what's good. <laughs> we're um, the arbiters of taste when it comes to psych. Have you heard our pineapple rankings? We clearly know what we're talking about. <laughs> Guys, uh, I got to jump in right here. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you said a buzzword there, pineapples. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind everyone and our listeners that starting with season three, a new rule has taken effect. Wow. I will be keeping an official tally the official of tally. the store. And we will we will declare a season winner at the end of the season. So yeah. um, I hope you boys put on your pineapple glasses and we're out there trying to spot a pineapple or not. Who wow. knows? Yeah, I would Who imagine you would hope we didn't. Yeah, yeah. But um, I like that you're just, carving just, it in stone, too. I think mm-hmm. that is a nice touch. It really the only is. way to take notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That thanks for taking you a long time because we just got our names up there right now. But I believe it's going <laughs> to work out. My name was the easiest. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, I, I as far as what we've seen so far, I a couple of some of my favorite episodes of the series ever. But I agree there are there have been some, um, you know, there have been some weak, and that's, there's been some weak ones. But that's, you know, the first two seasons, I feel like is the time for those. Yeah. And again, we have we've we've all we all love the show. We know like what we really like about the show and we don't get as much of it. I feel like maybe in the first couple, but it's it definitely is building to something. And I think I, I like the, I, I like most of, of the chances they're taking so far. Yeah, most of I, them. I think that's a really good point, Reeves. You know, this uh the fact that we know where it ends up and we're eager for it to get there right might um make me have a little less patience perhaps with the that's, build and that's understandable yeah. i feel the and, same way watching and it. i think that also it colors the ones that we like we like them because they remind us of the kind of broader mm. greatness of the show right mm. it's you know you can't you can't objectively review a show where you've seen all of it mm. and they do that more and more as the show goes without giving anything away but like they you know Spoilers. Some of the episodes we've really liked, you know, the um, trying to think of some off the top, but the, where they do kind of a, a parody of something else in pop culture throughout it, like they, that, ha- that that comes up again a lot more. I feel like they, they start to flex that muscle a lot more as this as the show goes on because they're really good. They at do. I, I, you know, I, I, I've talked about my love of the show community. I think community yeah, community like there's yeah. there's some people that really love the community. Uh, uh, parody episodes and mm-hmm. there are actually people out there that think those are the weakest ones because it's a crutch mm-hmm. uh, you're relying on someone else's creative work uh, and and though you're doing a loving parody still you're you're really like you don't you don't have to give as much to creating something because you're just taking someone else's framework and applying your own bits to it your mm-hmm. own critique yeah well I think that's I don't all, know that's... I don't know that I agree with that but I, I I've gotten into some heated debates with people about uh, about community and I think you could really you oh, could yeah. you could make that argument here too although I think given the longer format when they do parody in this show I think they do an exceptional job yeah you killed Definitely. that one guy during that <laughs> argument I remember that was crazy <laughs> it was don't, crazy don't talk, don't talk shit about community yeah sorry yeah it was nuts it seemed like um, such a mundane argument up to that point but you know I, I guess I just I'm, I'm ignorant but <laughs> It's it is interesting because I have had this conversation many times just in terms uh, or like through the perspective filtered through my own show, just because 
there's a question of like can can a parody movie like mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods really be the best horror movie? No, because it is so reliant on other movies and what they're bringing to it. And if somebody, I think Cabin in the Woods is an interesting example because I think it does work pretty well for people who don't know those other movies. Right. Probably better than a lot of movies that are parodies, Um, perhaps because it is taking such a wide focus and not parodying one specific movie, but more just horror at large. Um, But I I just think that, you know, if it's relying on the shoulders of giants so heavily to get there and then, you know, they're just kind of like twisting it a little bit. Um, it, it's an interesting discussion. I think I, I don't I, know which way I fall, but I, I, I think I think Cabin in the Woods, I wouldn't say is the best movie, but it, it, not not. But but I think that it's interesting because well, even Scream, you like I was going to say parod- so. So so Cabin in the Woods and Scream. I think the question is, are they parody or are they pastiche? And mm. and, you know, they show an awareness of a genre versus mm. no one's going to say that scary movie is a good scary movie. Right. It's it's just mocking the genre, whereas I think that Scream and Cabin in the Woods both push the genre forward. I think Um, that's true. But I think in order for it to simply be pastiche, it wouldn't be so explicitly commenting on it. You know, I think that's that's true. true. I think Jamie Kennedy in particular in Scream, his talking about the rules of horror um, kind of uh, makes it more of a parody to me at least. And then also with cabin in the woods, just um, the way that uh, the way that it's composed uh, makes it feel a little more like parody to me with like, yeah. because it's so heavy on the comedy side. It's, it's, it's an interesting question and uh, we should talk about it on your podcast. George, <laughs> I, 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 I'm so, I just got to rewatch scream uh, with my niece who had never seen it. Uh, right before Christmas, and it's a dang hoot still. It's a good one, yeah. It's that was one of our very first episodes. Well, one it's... of our very first episodes was Scream. It was a good one. We actually recorded a Scream 2 episode as well, and it was lost to the ether of time. Oh, wow. The we recorded a Scream. We, retorted, we, we recorded a Scream 2 episode for Friendsmen because Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox is Famously. a friend and also a Scream. That's right. She, she is a Scream. She's a Scream. Mm-hmm. Well, this Psych, is though. fitting because... <laughs> of this episode oh, it is a scary episode. it is a spooky a scary, scary episode. spooky episode yeah. the season three premiere episode it's just called one. ghosts ghosts exclamation point is the title ghosts. this is a fun one this is a fun one with a fun reveal well and there was a good reference in it that we'll get to later in the episode but there was a reference to an earlier psych episode mm-hmm. wow that's very that's very correct i'm is I'm that going to be in, is that is that going to be in the p corner it, it might be in the peak. Well, I mean, we'll have I don't have to pee yet, but I, I, it's coming. I can feel it. So we'll have to. Well, it'll be the JP the, corner. Then. The JP. That's fucking brilliant. Wow. Um, Please don't pee in a corner, folks. Take a pee break. <laughs> we should mention, too, because I think we've only said it once that P's corner stands for psych Easter egg. So I think from after the inception of the name, <laughs> we, we only never said, talked about we it. We never again. talked about it again. So. <laughs> Of, uh, you had to have heard <laughs> that episode to really get it. Our diehard listeners understand that. <laughs> oh man, P like Easter egg P E E. I mean, it's fun. It's fun for everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys thought. What? What? Well, let's just get into it. What did you guys think of this episode, the season three premiere? 
I'll jump right in. I, I, I had I had I had a lot of fun with this episode. It's one that I didn't remember the second half of the episode. I remembered the first half of the episode. I felt like I was watching it for the first time. It was dang hoot. Mm. They absolutely one of my notes is they crushed it with the scary movie music and and all the haunted house like trappings to to make it feel like a, a scary ghost movie. And uh, and then the, the reveal at the end of who actually uh, who did the who did the crime um, done it even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. Go ahead, George. Oh, I was going to say, I also really like this one, although it's interesting that I kind of like it for a lot of the non specifically Sean and Gus stuff. You know, I think that they're doing great. I like the the A plot a lot as well, but um, there's a lot going on in this episode that I think is very fun. Uh, I like that they, you know, the Gus dragging Sean with the limp no don't go boneless on me don't go but i have that in my notes it was so good (laughs) it's great and it's that uh him dragging him when he's laying on the ground is like when i think of the opening credits of psych yeah that is like the thing i think of right 100 percent i completely around for a while yeah yeah it does um it's it's a really fun one i think that stakes are high in this episode Mm -hmm. Surprisingly high, yeah. Unusually for Gus too, specifically for Gus for Henry. You know, yeah. uh, It's it's intense. I think the guest stars are fantastic. You know, Sybil Shepherd as Sykes' mom. She was so good. Yeah, we talked about in the last episode where we were like, it's very funny how they obviously were like, well, we need to take the time for casting, but (laughs) when you need the time, you get to do things like cast Sybil Shepherd, and uh, she rules. Christopher McDonald, always a delight. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. He eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. That's right. And he does eat pieces of shit for breakfast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was great in this. Um, I liked parts of this episode. Like there's parts of this episode I really enjoyed. It was an interesting one. I I found it more character Mm development-y than plot-y. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because there was no murder. There was barely a crime. Uh, well, was just, there was a ghost, which implies a that self-perpetuating crime. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was revealed at the end. It was never, you know, I'm just just in terms of other psych episodes, it wasn't maybe as interesting because you knew it was, I don't know, you knew it wasn't going to be a ghost. They've really drew, drawn a hard line, drawn, drawn, a, yeah. drew a hard line against drawn like, a doing, hard line, doing anything like supernatural like we're that introducing that into the universe so you know it's not mm-hmm. a ghost they and coming back to back off the mummy episode too i thought it was double supernatural wow i liked a lot of the stuff in it but i don't know how i felt about the episode as a whole like as an episode of psych but i did like a lot of things that happened so i don't know i mean i know that doesn't really make any sense but no no no, no. It, it does though because this is as both of you have said this was this was a character building episode mm-hmm. this this gave us depth to a bunch of characters mm-hmm. uh, including sean and henry um and we got to see more of gus's life and and the kind of awful shitty place where he works <laughs> like look don't get me wrong it's very funny that the background on Gus's work computer is like an Andy Warhol style picture of a, a medicine bottle in, in multiple different colorations. Yeah. Um, but but it, it gave us a lot of insight. And I think, Riggs, you're absolutely right. Like this one wasn't about the crime. This one was more about 
the the character development. I yeah. think uh, I, I mean. In that regard, though, I think it was huge. I think the reveal at the end of the ep- the very final reveal of of Sybil Shepherd explaining to Sean that, no, she was the one that left. And, mm-hmm. and he's and then you see Henry and, and, and Henry just kept that secret from Sean because he didn't want to he didn't want to change Sean's opinion and love for his mother. So he just took all the anger and hate. And you just are it's just you just yeah. love Henry in that moment. You do. Um, like I'd you- also like to point. I'd like to point out, too, we got some uh, growth on on Lassie, mm-hmm. who was a rookie cop getting yelled at. That was when so funny. Shitty, impetuous 1993 Sean is getting arrested for stealing the car. Oh, my God. We got to talk about this cold open. It was fucking great. The cold open was so Sean was such a dick. Yeah. Was it 95? Okay. Yes. Just it's this a, is... they get a point because this is the, the latest flashback of the whole series. Um, first of all, Sean looking hot as hell in his uh, John Bender phase. Can we talk about the wig guy on this show? Like they, they have they, they they've got to have a good wig person on this show. Henry's Henry's hair always looks looks reasonably good looks in the good. flashbacks, despite yeah. the fact that it's clearly a wig. Yes. Yeah, and this is a fun long hair one for Sean, who's in his grunge phase. This is not only is it fun, but also I think this is interesting because. This is the first time we really get to see friction between Henry and Spencer. And, you know, I mean, we've seen him as a little kid where we're like, okay, he is a tyrant at times, but Sean is too young to have any power in the relationship yet or to have really any say at that point. And so for us to see him here as a teenager in the throes of his rebellion, able to uh, get slightly away from his from his father and uh, go and steal his girlfriend's neighbor's car, lash out in this way. Um, it's just so so interesting to see this stage in their relationship. We've mm-hmm. seen what it ends up as and why they broke apart. We've seen what they were like growing up, but for this to be so um, so intense of a budding heads, like for him to be like I fucking never want to be like you yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's it's just great it also there's a bit of a surprise at least for me because i i had forgotten that sean was almost 18 when mom left because the implication until the last episode in this one has heavily been that she left when he was young and that Mm -hmm. henry raised him on his own and and or maybe i just assumed that based on her lack of being in anything and right Obviously, TV show reasons for doing that, but no, she was there his entire life until he was 17. And like yeah. that changes the landscape a lot, too. Yeah, I think she was uh it's implied that her job makes her travel a lot because she like works for a bunch of different police departments or whatever. Yeah. And uh so I think that that might play a role in there. And um, and you know, maybe the absence is why he latched on so strongly because he was so uh, reluctant to give up those scant few moments that he had. Yeah. Riggs, what are you? What did you think about the flashback? And more importantly, what did you think about rookie Lassie? I liked the flashback. I liked that. Um, you're right. Like you guys make a lot of good points and like, that is an important one to kind of establish the dynamic between, you know, adult ish Sean and Henry. And I like that they set the table this way. I do get kind I mean, honestly, I get kind of annoyed with Sean a little bit because I feel like he is, you know, like 
kind of being a baby a little bit sometimes yeah. like just he's grow a, a, he is a baby i know he's 17 but like, years old. well now no, okay, even like, adults i'm with i'm with reads on this even as an adult it's easy to get annoyed with sean because stop it stop right it. you're in your stop 30s now dude. Minute, dude like yeah like it's not it's like and i get like there was no like <laughs> crazy abuse or anything like that henry was just kind of a tyrant and a dickhead you know like yeah. and it's just and, and it's now he looks henry after this episode henry looks even better from his childhood. And I don't blame Sean for that. There's a lot of things that get misconstrued in that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, especially for a child, but you know, as an adult, you know, you gotta, I feel like he's got to get over it a little bit. He's mm. gotta, you know, like kind of stop blaming Henry for everything and like kind of, and, and he pushes him away a lot of the time. And now that Definitely. his mom's back in the picture, it's all very weird for him. So yeah, it's seems funny to because a little bit modern Henry has pretty much been nothing but like nice to Sean. Yeah. <laughs> And helpful, so, and yeah, you know, he's yeah. he's a mentor, and like maybe he lied to the police for him. Sean being, he wanted him to be a cop, but like he still mentors him on how to solve crimes and how mm. to how to figure it out. I feel like on screen, and I assume these people have lives; these characters have lives <laughs> off screen. Sure. But on screen, Henry has done more to accept Sean for who he is than mm. Sean has for Henry in wow. this in in a, in adult life. So yeah. true. So true. It's very true. Yeah. That's a shame. Um, here is something to consider about Henry. Now consider this. See, consider this. Henry is in a secret <laughs> organization, as depicted in <laughs> the episode we saw a few episodes back. Yes, correct. Yes, yes. correct. Now uh you'll also hear that she Sean's mom met Henry while he was doing security for a cinnamon festival mm-hmm. i picked up and on that as well what other cinnamon festival do we know of in this show that has to do heavily with secret organizations and cults and stuff wow the, the one dual, in dual damn dual, spires dual that's damn the spires. one wow 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 crazy i think it's all connected that that is part of the red room and the black lodge <laughs> and it's all it's all connected to Twin Peaks. Folks. That's fucking crazy. It's very Lynchian. Yeah, so true. So Honestly, true. I thought it was. I thought it was fairly obvious. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, your brain just operating on a higher level. Clearly. Yeah. Um, Thank, you. Thank you for noticing. Oh, you're welcome. welcome. What um? What do we think about Mrs. Sean? Like just as a character. I mean, we all agree Sybil Shepherd rules, mm-hmm. but um, I, you know, I think she's fun. Goose is a cute nickname. Yeah. I like that. It. I agree. That was cute. Um, I, I definitely I definitely had trouble believing her as his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she she didn't seem to actually have a connection with him, which is a she hasn't seen him say, since she's 17. And like she just like there's nothing mother like it's like they gave her the lines of what a mother says. But like you didn't feel a relationship between them. That, that that being said, I was so excited that Sybil Shepherd was Sykes mom that I'm like, this, this rules. This is I, so great. Sybil Shepherd. I'm totally where, with you where there. Where have you been? Yeah, where have I you know. been since, since uh, Moonlighting? Wow. I like Sybil Shepherd too. I thought she was good as Sean's mom, but I'm, I'm with you. I did not feel like it was, I feel like they were kind of like forcing it maybe a little bit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you there, JP. I think to me, again, maybe this is just a stretch, but I think it felt deliberate to me because she left him as a young man 
She explicitly talks about how it was the best decision she ever made and how she started her life over. And she's so happy without Sean and without Henry. And, you know, Sean is so clearly like reaching for this relationship. And he feels like a little puppy dog in these scenes to me. Mm -hmm. And for her to keep calling him goose, this childhood nickname, um, to me, it feels like they are both in a state of regression here where I think he uh, is acting like a child. You know, he's lashing out at Henry. He's he mm-hmm. is tagging along after mommy dearest and she is unhappy again. She's she's back with this family that she left. And, and it's a reminder of all these torn up emotions and everything. Um, I think that the distance between them felt purposeful to me that's interesting I, I like that i like that yeah i've never thought i didn't think about it that in that regard and it's could i mean that could be very well be the case and if if, if that is hats off to the to the writers because that's very, mm. very i think that's very good um, um i did notice though that sean is goose at one point sean does say he sounds like a real maverick <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. Nice. I, like, I missed little, that little that's good gun. that's really good a little top yeah. humor um well we should uh gus gush wait one last thing okay one last thing sorry Uh, okay not gus gush yet sorry folks (laughs) not to edge you like that but um i think it's very funny that lassie at his most unhinged is the closest to real cops um you know when he's talking about all the reasons why he might shoot a cat and you're just like lassie this is insane but (laughs) yeah that is that sounds right so many dogs or so many cats no so many cops shoot dogs. Yeah. That's what yep. I was going for. Yep. And this is like this feels so real that it's like kind of like a laugh to keep from crying thing mm, at this yep. point. Totally. Um, but <laughs> Timothy Ormanson's delivery of it is just really fantastic. I, oh, I yeah. can't commend him enough. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I... he's great. And I think um yeah, in this episode, it does come off as like the, the the cat shooting thing comes off as insane. But you're right, him and his most unhinged is just it's you know it's a sad, sad thing to think about. But that's yeah. that is that is reality. But mm-hmm. I I I I want to just the only I want to I just because we're we're wrapping up the episode. There's a couple of things that I wanted to make sure we talked about. Um, Gus saying I make forty eight thousand dollars a year, and I just was like. You're one of the best sales reps, right? For a pharmaceutical company, you need a goddamn raise. Like, yeah. or, might be commission or, 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 based. Might be commission oh, based. No, and it would, but then he wouldn't say, "I make forty eight thousand dollars a year. I only need thirty six, and the rest of it goes to you." Yeah. Um, That's my. That like, being yeah. said, I, it was. Uh, it, 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 I I said, "God damn it, Gus needs a raise." And then at the end of the episode, Gus got a raise. Yes, he, sure he did. did. So I'm excited about that. I also want to remind all of our listeners that extortion Uh is illegal. Yes. Um, So don't go extorting your boss. The other two things. Don't go extorting your bosses. (laughs) That's why they wrote that song. (laughs) That's why. Um, George, I love I love your new shades. They look great. (laughs) Um, All right. The other things I want to say when they're at the restaurant and the waiter says, oh, I've got the uh, crostone with liver pancetta. That's not Mm -hmm. a thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. pancetta is a specific cut of meat. That mm. is cured. You can't turn liver into pancetta. So not you with know, that attitude. Oh, my butt. Fucking suck got my him. butt. Okay. Fucking got. Um, him. All I'm saying is that that's a quitter's attitude. It is. It is. <laughs> we should work on that. 
And the We're final thing I want to say in the fourth dimension now because he's in the third dimension, <laughs> wearing. He's, he's seeing through the, the scary, scary door. door. The scary door. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. the Matrix, which I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, how is your head not exploding seeing the Matrix? Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Um, I look. I am the one. Oh wow! I'm sorry that this is how you had to find out, but <laughs> that's fucking great. Nice man. That's, that's rad. Yeah. The, uh, the final thing I wanted, I wanted to point out, I, I had mentioned this before, but he they make reference to him going out on a first date with the museum curator yes. who was from the last episode. So mm-hmm. that was a callback, but not the callback I was most excited about. The one I was most excited about is when trying to figure out how to fake ghosts uh, and explaining what he did. Sean reveals that he also visited Alice Bundy in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a reference to the. Uh, the episode where Juliet joins a sorority. Alice Bundy was our big bad in that episode. That's right. Scary, so, Sherry. Scary it, Sherry. Was, uh, it was very much a rad. Um, uh, it, it's the show is now folding back in on itself and referencing mm-hmm. its own history. And I am here for it. Building yeah. the psychoverse. And that is mm-hmm. the P corner for this week. That was it. The the Alice Bundy in there. So get your P. I hope you got your P in. I'm a P out is what I got. Get your P out. Your JP got did was the JP corner this week, which is it was the very, JP very corner. exciting. But that is cool. I like how they do that. I like how they kind of like put those. Like this is not the first time they've done that. Where like little references to other episodes are little Easter eggs in the show. It's fun. It Good is for the fun. Eagle-eyed viewer. <laughs> but we should gus gosh, gentlemen. Okay, um, I'll allow it this time. All right, next there. <laughs> I Reeves, go, wanna eat? Yeah, go first, baby. I will go first. It's. Honestly, with the stakes so high for Gus, I don't know how many. I, I'm I'm thinking we're gonna overlap here. I'm I, maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, but mine is uh, where Gus is talking about carrier pigeons. Wow! Um, God the, damn it! You stole God mine. Damn it! Yes. That was mine. <laughs> we all have the same one. If we all pick the same one, There's it was not... tough because the, the fight in the hallway was really good. Yeah, the carrier pigeons and saying awesome. I hear that was just so fucking good. <laughs> Oh, man, for me, it was him just so swiftly recovering and being like, I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> I was really nervous. He would think I was dorky. He said, he said flying around, carrying stuff, landing. <laughs> um, it's great. It's really it funny. very funny. Also, the exclusivity clauses that uh, he's laid into. Right. Fucked for, up. for making messed up. Yeah, and when he's making that much money, he's going to as an exclusive. Oh, clause. yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Unbelievable. And let's talk about real quick before we get into the spotting of pineapple officially. Um, I want to mention real quick the guy's name. Another great name sighting in this episode. Oh, yeah. um, not Shooter McGavin's character. I think he had a pretty normal name. Uh, Aversham. Yeah. But his the, first name was two names as it, one. It was, um, what's his name? Frank Jim. For Frank Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first name is Frank Jim. It's just like That's one so word. That's so funny. Frank I didn't Jim. notice that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I thought it was another a great addition to the psych guest character name verse. Wow, wow, just a banger, banger. That's great. Banger. All right, are you guys ready to talk pineapples? Oh, yeah, okay. Now we're moved into the new season, we got new rules for the whole thing. We've wow. always done this on an honor system, and I really appreciate that. We all we've all been honest about it, it's no fun and cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, for those no, who are new please. to our show, um there are often, but not always, uh, pineapples in episodes. Might be one, might be five, might be zero. Yeah. So we're doing a little game to keep an official score. I'm going to go ahead and ask, George, did you spot a pineapple? I did. 
Riggs, yeah. did you okay. spot a pineapple? JP, I spotted a pineapple. All right. And I also spotted a pineapple. Now, I think mine was going to be the most obvious. So I'm going to go ahead and say there is a pineapple on Henry's kitchen counter in the in one of the earliest scenes of the episode where they're drinking. Riggs, wine. How about you? That's the one mm-hmm. I saw where they're drinking. Wine, OK, yeah. Now, George, um, you're, you're acting smug over there. So, uh, so smug, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, so smug. I'm going to I'm going to see if uh, George, what pineapple did you spot? Well, brother, let me tell you that if there's a kitchen counter in this show, there's going to be a pineapple on it. It wasn't just one, Henry's counter. You're right. There is right. one in the Haversham counter as well. Wow. All right. Did you All see right. both of them? I did, brother. Oh, I, now, her. gentlemen. Bad news. You got to look. You got to always look in the kitchen. Yep, <laughs> you got to look in the kitchens. Uh, there's another pineapple. That's what? in a shopping cart in Holy the background. Yep. So there were actually three. But oh uh, so they, the official score, they always I'm throw changing, me with the triples. Triples, my, triples, triples are best. Triples are best. All right. So at the end of the first episode of season three, the official tally is Riggs one, George two, JP one. Wow. Well, I'm sorry right. to learn the lesson this way, Riggs, but always yep. got to check those kitchen counters. Always yep. be checking kitchens. Yeah, I check out always after the first one pineapple. usually, and I got to realize. Yeah. This is the thing, and this is why the triples really throw me because I get so smug about finding a second one that I'm like, yep. "There's no fucking way." There's, There's a third no one way. Out I'm and, out and of Riggs, here. <laughs> Riggs, I did the same thing. I I checked out a little bit. I was so diligent. I thought mm-hmm. the shrinky dinks were going to be pineapples. Mm-hmm. I was like looking all around Sean's room. Nothing in there. Um, you know where I and, thought it was going to come up again was when they were at the restaurant. I thought he was going to order a pineapple dish. I feel like they never come up at restaurants and I'm always looking for them there. It's That's, always somewhere well, there else. was there was one, there was one at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. It, um, but other than that, yeah, no, it's it's I feel like that's when my eyes are always peeled and I never mm-hmm. see I never peeled see like it. a pineapple. I, right? I actually I got about seven minutes into the episode and then I rewound because I was like, Claire, I got to take this seriously. <laughs> Keep an official co- score this season. And when I saw this that pineapple business. on the kitchen counter, I literally yelled. Pineapple, <laughs> Claire. You don't get it. Bezos listens to us. <laughs> but we convinced him to put Psych back on Prime for <laughs> us. For us, he listened. Oh right. man, it's very funny. Well, that's the official score for uh, the first episode of wow. season three. Well, Excellent. happy, uh, happy to build myself a nice little cushion here. Yeah, he's got a lead. Mm-hmm. George has got a lead, much like the previous seasons. George is off to a tremendous, almost insurmountable lead, but we will. <laughs> We will see. Yeah, next hey, I've missed them. I've missed them before. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm now that it's official. I think we're all going to be a little bit more diligent here. So could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. We'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But speaking of pineapples, that leaves us with one last thing. We have to rank this one out of pineapples. Oh, my so, gosh. That's right. We do, don't we? I went first, I believe, last time. So I'm going to kick it over to, I think, JP's next up because George went before me. All right. Thank. So and I'm going to I'm going to put a little asterisk, no, a little asterisk here. So we know who went first last time. And I will adjust that each week. So oh, it'll perfect. be me. This wow. time. Oh, Serious nice. business podcast yeah. this, time, this season, folks. This is why he's graduated from an additional host. That's that is why <laughs> <laughs> I, I take my promotion and non-raise very seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I'm coasting um, off his work. I I really like this episode. It, it it's not it's not like my favorite episode of all time, but I think that it was such a perfectly executed episode, and I think that it gives us such a huge moment um, of redefining the relationship between Henry and Sean, and it also gives us a lot of insight into Gus, and it also gives us 
that that thing has been hanging out there of how the fuck is Gus working a full time sales job <laughs> and also working a full time psych job? Right. And, you know, I, I think I think it's it's good when a show acknowledges that it's like if friends had acknowledged the ridiculousness of the apartments that they have. And, All right. Hold on. Hold degree, on. They do, they do to a certain degree, but they do. Monica's not, grandmother. Is, I know. It's her and name it's rent, and it was control. control. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's it, too little too late on that one, though. Like like <laughs> this, they did. They, they addressed this early on and it's great. And I, I just I laughed out loud several times and uh, the ghost stuff was cool because even in the back of my head, I'm like, but that's like a ghost out there. And like, mm. you know, like, what are they, how are you going to explain that? I mean, I know they're going to explain it, but like, what is it going to be? Um, yeah. It was fun. I'm going to give this one eight and a half pineapples. Wow. wow. Good score. Right. Really good score. Yes. Very good score. Um, All right. So next will be Reeks. We're going to, I'm going to, it's going to go in a, a specific order here. So after JP will be Reeks. Sounds good. Um, I, you know, honestly, after watching this one, I, I don't mind it. I don't dislike it. I don't love it. I guess I would say I'm kind of right there in the middle on this one. But talking to you guys kind of makes me appreciate it a little bit more. I'm glad we had this conversation on it. So I wouldn't shit on it too much. Um, I like that it is a, a character development type episode, um, even though it kind of it, it, the the story suffers it's not i don't think it's as interesting as you know some other ones where you know i like those murder ones baby give me a murder give me a nice murder or a kidnapping uh, he's bloodthirsty and Ooh. i am someone you know, eating babies you someone know eating babies. whatever i'm in I'm, I'm there for it i'm, I'm here for that wow. um this one you know when is last especially you know i mentioned the mummy episode before we had both we had a kind mm. of silly supernatural aspect to it, but there was also a murder in there as well that they had to solve. This one right lacked that element and it kind of took it away from it a little bit for me. But um, I like the stuff we got from Sean and Henry. I like um, some of the Gus stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to come in. I'm, I'm coming in at six and a half pineapples here. Okay. Six and a half. Okay. Interesting. I, um, I like this app. I like it a lot. I think it um, it's interesting that I had not really considered how weak the plot is of it until this episode. So I kind of had the opposite experience of Riggs, where I probably came in pretty hot on this episode because I really liked a lot of the character stuff. And then when you were like, oh, yeah, like not, the plot kind of sucks in this one. And then it sucks so bad that we literally I don't think we talked about the conclusion of that like storyline where it's sean who was like calling from upstairs yeah. in the attic and like pretending to be the ghost right and haunting them and like hired actors and shit to make this happen it was all a plan to mm -hmm. make them appreciate gus yeah it's very far-fetched and there's also plenty holes in there too but go ahead and continue <laughs> but but just the fact that we spent a half hour talking about this episode and really didn't talk about the main plot of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. It, it, it makes me reconsider my score a little bit. And I do like the character moments in it. Uh, I think that it's fun for Lassie to finally get some much needed therapy and yeah. for them to be for even for chief to be like, you fucking discharged your weapon four times. What's <laughs> four cases. Um, <laughs> it's funny to see some of the crows come the birds even i don't think it's specifically crows in the expression some of the birds come home to roost uh and the and and you know so much thing that's so many things that have been built up like with uh, sean's mom coming to town 
Um, I do think it executes pretty well, all things considered. The fact that I didn't think about the plot is is maybe a benefit because it means that they could focus on the the character moments. You know, you guys didn't love the way that the relationship between Sean and his mom is executed, but for me, it does work. I think that the element of frigidity in there uh, feels more authentic to me <laughs> than them just coming back and immediately falling back into place, you know? Yeah. And even if they had fallen right back into the same old relationship, would would that have been good for, for him to be like a little baby again? Um, well, 17, but you know, and, and it's clearly not healthy for him to do that. So, right. Um, I just think it's interesting. I, 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 this was all stalling because I don't know what I want to get in this episode. <laughs> I think, Riggs, you may be right. I think I'm probably going to come in at a six and a half as well. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I think it's still a solid score. Just like, you know, it's, yeah, has, I like they, they did something different. They did something different. And, you know, I, I, it's actually, yeah, some parts it's still good. my turn. It's still my turn. I'm oh, moving up to a seven specifically for the fight as a, as an honorary. Ghost okay. Cash. That's good. That's good. Good call. Good call. I'm going up to a seven. Yeah, that's a good right. moment. Gives well, us a circling. Lot of Go ahead, JP. Yeah, sorry. No, you, so circling back. Power. I, I think I think you guys have made me think more about the 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 plot elements that were weak, and the weakest part of this episode was the the the, the mystery. It was. I, so you make some good points on that, but I'm still not going to dock it too much. It was such a good episode. The fight. You got to give points for the fight too. Totally. So I'm going to I'm going to revert I'm going to move down to an 8. I'm going to give it an 8. So we've so got Reese with a 6.5, George with a 7 and JP with an 8. Nice. We're kind of I mean, yeah, it, interesting, interesting that I am for yeah. once not the low man on right. the yeah. I'm kind of happy Reeves to be the low man on everything. I know. I'm 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 you know, I'm it's a new season baby. That's his reputation. Everyone, all of our fans know that Reeks is the one who is constantly being the party pooper yes. and so yeah. negative about everything. Yeah. He loves to be the one to be like, "Actually, this fucking thing was bad about it." Well, <laughs> actually, that's not a real pineapple, so. <laughs> Uh, just me. kidding it's me i love <laughs> to be that guy everyone hates it <laughs> no we all love it and we all love the psych boys now no more additional hosts we're all here and we're all going to be here all season um which we're very excited about. i think 16 episodes again this season but we're going to be having some guests too so we're going to a lot of things the same a lot of things different we're going to be bringing in some of your favorite twitter personalities that we all know and love um and i'll cut in some names here when we actually lock these people down your name here your name here mr um, black <laughs> and if you'd like if you're hearing this now and you're like hey i want to be on a guest a guest on this show i i love psych i like talking about it george tell them where they can where they can do that oh yeah heard about pluto pod on gmail heard pluto pod on twitter jeff bezos drop us a line tell jeff us you bezos. want to come on the show that's right we got to get them on <laughs> Just had that viral picture that dropped. I'm sure he wants to talk about God. that. <laughs> look gross. I don't insane. like it. It's so look gross. Yeah, insane. He's Just, turning into Pitbull. He really is. Oh my God, he is. Pitbull. He was animals. wearing white. He was wearing white pants mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the second picture that dropped. Those pants matched his flesh tone. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> I hate it. He's a pale man is what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) A a ghost. Yeah, a ghost. Wow. Way to bring it back. This is why 
even at our core, you will always be the host. <laughs> yeah, Riggs, that was just a professionally done. Host I'm having move. trouble breaking out of this power dynamic, which I am here for. <laughs> and we will see you next week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Smooches. <laughs> <laughs>